and welcome back to SUPFM. My name's Simon Hutchinson, and in the SUPFM podcast every week, I chat to people who can inspire and add to your experience of stand-up paddleboarding. What you'll find in every episode is a conversation with someone who's either done something incredible in SUP or who can give you knowledge, insights and help which will benefit you when you're on the water. This episode is sponsored by Starboard. Starboard has a reputation for constant innovation and development, and this is woven throughout their organisation and particularly through their board and paddle design. The creator of the brand, Sven Rasmussen, started in windsurf by producing his innovative boards for his fledgling company in 1994. And the performance of these boards led to the brand developing into the market leader in only 10 years. Starboard has always solidly been behind stand-up paddling. And from the early days, it has continued to strongly support and develop the sport. They continue to be strong innovators and leaders when it comes to taking environmental action. And they continue to push boundaries of design and functionality, which makes their boards and their pedals perfect for both the weekend warriors as well as top-class athletes and adventurers. And you can find out more about Starboard through their website, through the link in the show notes. We hope you're already following us on Instagram, which is where we spend most of our time. And of course, we're also on Facebook, but you can keep it old school by signing up to our SUPFM email newsletter. And if you do sign up, then as a thank you, you'll also get our free guide to our favourite paddle apps, which are the ones that we use on the water and which help us to keep safe and informed. And you can subscribe by heading over to our website, supfmpodcast.com. This week, I'm chatting with Charlie Jones who by day works as a physiotherapist for the National Health Service on the south coast of England. But Charlie is also a member of the SUP tribe and has combined her profession and her sport to set up SUP Physio, a service where she offers rehabilitation, fitness training and skill sessions on some of the stunning rivers and coves across the beautiful county of Dorset. In this session, we talk about how to warm up and prepare for SUP and how to manage some of those usual pains that we can experience and how we can avoid them. We also talk about the physical benefits and some of the studies which show how powerful and how far reaching SUP is for our physical body, even when we don't feel like we're really exercising. We've linked to the study Charlie refers to in the show notes just in case you needed any proof at all to the almost endless benefits that this sport gives you. I've got a feeling that everyone can get something from this episode with the SUP physio, Charlie Jones. Hey, Charlie, welcome to SUP FM. Hi, Simon. Uh, thank you so much for having me today. Uh, I do honestly feel very privileged to be um, speaking with you. Uh, you've had some incredibly inspirational people talking so yeah thank you so much for having me well thank you this chat is one that's long overdue and while we've talked a lot on the show about the benefits of SUP for the mind we haven't really gone that deep about the physical benefits and the reason why that's changed is because the physical benefits of SUP is something which is one of those things I think that's hidden in plain sight So it'd be great to talk about that in a bit more detail. But before we talk about your 
discovery of SUP and how you came across it in your first experiences. And just to position the chat a little bit better, could you just tell us a little bit about your day job? Absolutely. So I am a musculoskeletal physiotherapist um, and I work full time currently through the, the NHS. With physiotherapy, when we first graduate, we do some rotational work. So we work uh, across different hospitals and different wards and things to get a real experience of, of physiotherapy. Um, I then decided to specialise in musculoskeletal care. So that's kind of your typical aches and pains and pain chronic pain problems those sorts of things that's what I do uh, for my full-time job I also work in a minor injuries unit which I love so that's assessment of really acute injuries and ordering x-rays and things like that so yeah it's uh, rehabilitating people assessing people um, and and hopefully making a real difference people's lives getting them back into sport or um, getting them back into their hobbies helping them achieve their goals so it's brilliant job and I absolutely love it. So just tell us a little bit about your first experience of stand-up paddleboarding. Gosh so it's actually when I was at uh, Bournemouth University um, studying um, for my physiotherapy degree and I was in my first year and I was volunteering at a volleyball tournament at Sandbanks doing massage and uh, taping players and this lady I think one of the players started pumping up this paddleboard and I was absolutely intrigued I was just I asked her a million questions I think she was probably really frustrated with me and um, I saw her paddle off and I just knew instantly that it was something that I wanted to do um, I've always loved the sport as a child I've always been surfing and uh, swimming and just kind of loved being outdoors um, and yeah I think being at Bournemouth Uni the you know, Bournemouth isn't very well renowned for its surf, <laughs> unless you're quite a hardcore surfer and like to surf in the winter. Um, so, yeah, I just sort of saw this sport and I was instantly drawn to it. Um, and I, I went and got one and that was about seven years ago now. And I've been paddling since. And I absolutely love it. I love it uh, for the kind of both the physical benefits. I use it for fitness, um, but also it honestly makes it feel brilliant. It's that you know, after a heavy day at work, you go out and paddle with some friends and you come off the water feeling brilliant, really relaxed. Um, so it's a really mindful way to kind of de-stress. So, yeah, absolutely love paddleboarding. It's done a lot for me. Brilliant. And Dorset is such a great place to paddle, isn't it? And Bournemouth is one of those real hotbeds of paddleboarding in the UK. And, and Sandbanks isn't a bad place to get started either. Just <laughs> tell us a little bit about um, Dorset and the coastline and the opportunities for paddling in that area. I mean, gosh, there, there are so many opportunities um, and there's so many local paddle groups as well, social groups that paddleboard together. Um, so, you know, you've got Christchurch, which is such a beautiful place to paddle and you can paddle up the river there. Um, I first learned to paddle just paddling between Boscombe and Bournemouth Pier on a really lovely, calm day. Um, uh, one of my particular favourite paddles is paddling from Wareham out into the harbour there. Um, you know, obviously you've got to be careful of your wind and your tides and things like that. But that is a really beautiful paddle going through the through the river and then out into the harbour that's a really fabulous paddle and then um I mean one of my actual favourites is Lulworth Cove that is just so absolutely mm -hmm. stunning and that's actually where I currently hold one of my 
um, stand-up paddleboard fitness classes down at Lulworth Cove um, and on a beautiful day um, if the tides are right and the winds are right paddling around to the Durdle door and going through the through the archway there is just something so special so um, yeah I'm, I'm very very lucky to be able to paddleboard um, down in Dorset it's it's such a beautiful beautiful place. As we know, SUP has a load of benefits. I'm going to talk about all of those positive aspects, but I know that one of your focuses as the SUP physio is rehabilitation. So just before we get into all of those massive benefits, which we all know we get from SUP and the opportunities for general rehab, what sort of injuries or difficulties uh, do you come across that people have encountered while doing SUP themselves? I mean, you know, we all know that stand-up paddleboarding is is growing massively at a rate I don't think we could all have sort of foreseen, really. Um, you know, ideally, we don't want to pick up uh, injuries whilst paddleboarding, but, but they do happen. Um, you know, people do pick up some shoulder injuries. You know, it can be quite tiresome on the shoulders. Um, and it's not to say that paddleboarding is going to cause that. Um, we just need to make sure we're strong enough to do what we're doing. So um, sometimes it's not about um, sort of recovery from injury, but actually trying to prevent them um, by maybe doing some exercises on your paddleboard that could keep your shoulders strong or um, and sort of prevent the injuries from occurring. Um, but yeah, sort of rotator cuff related shoulder injuries are are fairly common I'd say um you know I'm not sure that there's actually research that's been done to kind of look into that um of injury reoccurrence but I would say that that's a fairly common injury um I have seen people with um you know degree of irritable back sort of low back pain and one unfortunate lady that actually came off a paddleboard and fractured her ankle um, and we've done wow. some work regarding kind of recovery from that um but yeah, I think I, I see my role um, actually is not just managing injuries that actually get picked up whilst paddleboarding, but actually if you pick up an injury at work or doing a different sport, I want people to be able to incorporate their paddleboard and their paddleboarding and their love for paddleboarding and getting out on the water within their recovery to help their recovery from managing you know, injuries that they might have picked up before paddleboarding or, or chronic pain symptoms that they might have um, that actually we, we can help them with through paddleboarding. Just to talk about the, that rotator cuff um, issue, because it isn't something that I've heard about too much recently, but it used to be something that happened, you know, a few years ago with the early variation in paddles. And uh, like a lot of blokes, I guess, when I pick my first paddle back in the day I thought right I need a big blade and you know power and all of that sort of stuff and that was really what people were doing on the racing front there wasn't a, a full understanding of the dynamics of it and there were a lot of uh, far better paddlers than me you know the racers back at, at that time who were going along the same lines those really big bladed paddles and they ended up going down with those sort of rotator cuff injury so that's definitely been an improvement over the last few years where paddle blades have got smaller and that's reduced that pressure on the shoulder and also really interesting about the person stepping off the board and getting that ankle injury because that's where I see 
at the majority of injuries out there is and it's about people not following the proper sort of safety needs which is if you're in shallow water then kneel don't stand up in that area because if you fall off you know first of all you don't know what's underneath the surface so you can suffer cuts and so on but also you can suffer impact injuries as well it sounds like uh, this lady suffered with yeah absolutely and as well thinking about footwear as well isn't it because that surface that we might be stepping off onto could be slippery so kind of it's doing that kind of um, in the moment risk assessment of of kind of your environment as well isn't it um but yeah bringing it back to the shoulder um as well when I was I did my instructor's foundation course with WSA and one of the guys on the course was actually a kayaker and we were discussing actually how we're moving really towards the the kahi and the reverse kahi and those positive strokes which put a lot less pressure on our shoulders than I think classically kayakers would kind of lift their one arm up over their head into quite a funny angle which is you know up with your arm up over your head it is harder for the rotative muscles to to work and classically we're weaker overhead than we are down kind of keeping our shoulders down below sort of shoulder height or sort of mid-range so actually it's not just the kind of having lighter paddles and smaller blades it's actually adopting a paddle um, stroke that's that's more appropriate for our shoulders so we're not kind of putting them in really funny awkward positions and expecting them to be really strong overhead and um, so yeah it's kind of probably a combination of that and that progression of the sport as well obviously I don't want to take you through my catalogue of injuries on SUP but, but I guess the other thing that, that I see quite frequently is this fear of, of falling off the board particularly if you're a beginner and you're not particularly um, skilled at get or practiced in getting back on and uh, you know I, a couple of times when I've been surfing, I haven't embraced the opportunity to fall directly off the board. I've fallen on the board and fallen on my paddle, which if you fall on that with your ribs, it can be really, really painful. So so that whole thing about, you know, your basic techniques. So as you said, not overreaching and not, not stressing your, your shoulder and just those basic elements of making sure that you're safe when you get on and off the water and also that you're confident to fall off your your board and know the right way to do that and to get back on those basic skills are so important and and there are skills which are really important to learn from someone who knows the answers to them and and this is why I always recommend particularly during those early stages that people do get lessons from knowledgeable and experienced instructors because if you start in the right way then you end up um, doing it in the right way throughout your career as opposed to learning the wrong habits early and uh, and then sort of coming to grief. Yeah I, I would absolutely agree with that Unfortunately, I was one of those people that probably paddleboarded for about four years on my own without a lesson. And then the minute I got a lesson, I was like, wow, this is revelationary. (laughs) I learned so much. So I would definitely recommend uh, people get a lesson as early as you can. And I recommend that to everybody that I speak to. Um, And it's just those little things, you know, actually, when we first go on a paddleboard, uh, you stand, you know, feet either side of the handle and quite you see beginners gripping on for dear life with their toes and their legs are bolt straight and they're bracing all their muscles to to stay on the board and actually 
you know, by gripping your toes that tight, it can cause kind of some foot aches and pains, um, potentially things like plantar fasciitis or plantar fasciopathy, as we call it now. So actually encouraging people to relax their feet, which you probably wouldn't think about if you were just paddleboarding on your own without an instructor, because the instructors pick up these things. It's having those soft knees as well and tailbone tucked in and lower core engaged, which again, I found quite useful within the physio aspect because you see people kind of standing bolt upright, everything engaged, and their and, and their muscles tire really quickly. And it's actually mm. putting them up just, you know, maybe one foot forward, soft knees allows everything to relax a little bit more, and then they can paddle further and they're more confident and, and they're less likely to fall off, aren't they? It's all about that stability and just feeling the water. So that's a really good intro into us just talking about those specific um, benefits to the body and the mind. So if we kind of just take the model of working from the, the top to the bottom, um, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, the the um, benefits of, of SUP to the mind. And I know that there are some considerable benefits. And I wrote a, an article for SUP Mag UK quite a few years ago about this and since then that there have been a whole load of other benefits which have come out we've talked a lot about uh, blue mind and the anxiety releasing effects of um, paddling and being exposed to nature but there are some real benefits and um, the, the thing that i talked about in in my article was particularly during those early stages you need to be really aware of 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 what you're doing and it's a very easy way of being mindful because if you if your concentration wavers and you're thinking about difficult stuff then you end up falling off your board so in terms of managing your anxieties it's a really important way of doing that um physical activity anyway as we know helps with anxiety I was reading a study and listening to a podcast recently about balance and in terms of future health learning balance is such an important part of the equation and i would imagine that supping provides you with that additional um, standard of balance which obviously stands you in really good stead as you uh, rehabilitate or, or as you age i expect balancing is is a key part of the equation for physiotherapists isn't it um yeah absolutely um you know, I think obviously it sounds like you've had some physiotherapy before, and I think most people either have or have a family member that have. Um, and when you're rehabilitating specifically from an injury, say uh, you know an ankle sprain or um, a knee sprain, maybe you've had some knee surgery. Often within kind of physiotherapy, we will get um, someone into the gym and we'll use something called a wobble board or a wobble cushion, wobble disc. Um, a bozu ball or a gym ball, these sorts of things provide instability. And we know that by training those, um, uh, training with those, we can improve improve balance. Um, and really, that's where I see a, a paddleboard on the water is essentially a very large wobble board. Um, so absolutely, I, uh, it can be used to improve balance. Now, uh, the research does tell us that um, professional kind of suck athletes um, do have superior balance. Um, there, there was a, a really lovely uh, piece of research that was done in 2016 that looked at the kind of the physiological and the psychological benefits of stand-up paddleboarding. 
um and and i can we can put that in the notes of the um the podcast um for that the link to that research it's really really great and um it, they sort of took 13 participants they made them paddleboard three times a week for an hour over a course of six weeks and they reviewed a, a lot of different kind of outcome measures so they found that core strength had improved um they saw improvements in aerobic and anaerobic fitness um interestingly however they didn't see an improvement in balance um but the the, the research was actually only six weeks long whereas um the same guys that wrote this research um, has seen improvement in balance uh, sort of in longer term, you know, over a 12 month period. So paddleboarding seems that, you know, the longer term effects of balance is, is better, really. Um, but this piece of research also um, sort of used a quality of life questionnaire and got participants to fill it in pre their course of paddleboarding and post their course of paddleboarding. Um, and, and it showed positive effects in energy, uh, fatigue, improved pain and discomfort, improvements in rest and sleep. And really interestingly, improvements in dependence on kind of substances. Pretty amazing, actually, that just paddleboarding alone without any physio and rehab um, can have all those brilliant, brilliant effects. So, you know, it, it you know, I'm probably talking myself out of a job here, aren't I? <laughs> Just go out on your paddleboard and you're going to have all of these amazing improvements. And, and bringing it back to that psychological aspect, throughout that quality of life questionnaire, they also saw improvements in individual self-esteem and also improvements in kind of personal belief, their way of thinking and ability to learn and improvements in memory. And um, so obviously these are self-reported improvements, but we know that when we're trying to recover from more kind of chronic conditions, so if we're thinking kind of chronic back pain, it's these things that are really, really important when it comes to managing back pain. You know, the, the guidelines that we follow within the NHS, they don't really recommend that we do things like manipulations or massage or use TENS machines and these sorts of things. All the evidence points us to getting people exercising and active and educating them on that it's normal to do activity and it's normal to move your back pain. But also we need to talk about the, the kind of the psychological aspects and educate people on that and the importance of sleep and the importance of mood, um, the importance of weight loss. And actually paddleboarding alone <laughs> gives us all of those improvements. So that's actually brilliant that it can do that. So, um, yeah, paddleboarding can have... A, a lot of physical and psychological benefits and, and the research tells us that we do need to be mindful that it, it's quite a small participation number I mean it'd be brilliant to actually see some larger research done that would be really amazing to see so and these guys are based in Australia and that's where most of the research that I found is coming from so they're definitely kind of pioneering that I think Definitely. And we've had University of Portsmouth on the show. We'll link to that in the, in the show notes. Um, and they were doing a study around paddleboarding, particularly coming out of the initial lockdowns to assess paddling patterns there. So I think we'll need to get them back to talk about their research. But, you know, you're absolutely right. And, you know, other scientific discussions we've had with Professor Mike Tipton around cold water, we did talk about the science of stand up paddling and actually proving it and the fact that it's it's challenging to really 
uh, recreate or, or to tie the benefits down to any one single factor because while you were talking i was thinking yeah ab- absolutely that there's balance there's you know that there's the social aspects which you mentioned earlier on there's the exposure to vitamin d which we know is a massive benefit as well quite apart from all the other factors so when you've got all of these things all chained together and i know i'm preaching to the choir here as well because um, you're all keen stand up paddle boarders that it delivers huge huge benefits and there's the cardio you know stand up paddle boarding is one of those exercises unless you're battling a headwind that you can do without even really realizing that you're doing exercise which is a really positive thing but we talked about the negatives in terms of rotator cuff and so on but because supping is a is a pulling sort of exercise effectively that must um, provide benefits to to posture and and back strength and conditioning as well doesn't it well i mean yeah you know the research tells us that paddle boarding alone can improve trunk control so absolutely and through doing what i do i do a lot of sup fitness so i do do a lot of squatting on my paddleboard um kind of inchworms where you're walking forward on your hands walking back on your hands um some lunges burpees you name it It, even as simple as just lying down doing some relaxation Um, and actually i have found by doing those exercises on my paddleboard my confidence on my paddleboard has gone through the roof um (laughs) you know I'll do a step back turn and I'm not concerned that I'm going to go off whereas before I started challenging myself on the board I was really fearful of a step back turn I was so scared I was going to come off I was really worried about my balance and actually I found that by challenging myself in that way on the board I've seen improvements in that um and also um in with other domains as well so if I love surfing I've done I've surfed kind of probably since I was about 12 and I tried mm-hmm. to do sup surfing and I couldn't get on with it I mean I was in the wrong I think I was in the wrong sort of bay the waves were quite steep and I just kept nose diving and getting thrown off I had the best time um in some more sup surfing um this year after I've done a lot of sup fitness and I've, it's just clicked something's just clicked my ability to move about the board ha- has improved so as well as kind of in general making people fitter and stronger it can improve your sup skills in other sort of areas of sup and you mentioned about the core um yeah. and stability and so on what what precisely is if we were nerding out on it what, what's going on there why is it such a benefit to, to core strength well, um, one of the um, senior physios that I used to work with always sort of enlightened it to um, build a house on the sand. Uh, <laughs> uh, so actually, our our, it, our core muscles actually support our spine. It helps keep, keep us upright. Um, we've also got um, various chains across our body. So um, sort of muscles, it's sort of example in your left shoulder, um, connect with uh, with kind of fascia and things across your core and down into your right leg um, and actually if you've got incredibly weak core you can then get problems coming up into your shoulder or down into your hip um, so it provides support to your core um, to your spine and provides support to the, the other peripheral joints um, so it is incredibly important and actually you know again there's been research that looks at actually good core strength can alleviate um, 
symptoms of chronic back pain. So, um, yeah, it is incredibly important. So, yeah. So when you're on a stand-up paddleboard, you are making all of those adjustments, aren't you, without even really realising it? And and those all sort of build up through your core. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and being on a paddleboard is definitely going to challenge your core strength. Absolutely. And I'll bring it back to the stand-up paddleboard fitness, which is some of the things I do. You know, if you think of a normal exercise, let's take a squat you can squat on the land and think, oh, that's quite easy. By squatting on a paddleboard, you have to really engage your core, your lower core muscles, your transabdominus. It's called kind of is one of the real low uh, muscles um, in, in your core. And actually, you're going to work that so much harder than you are just doing it on the land. So you've got that kind of benefit of doing your rehabilitation on a paddleboard, but only is going to um, improve kind of uh, the actual muscles that you're trying to strengthen you're going to be working your core muscles a lot harder and I and um, I've seen that in in clients that have come along to some of my sort of classes uh, oh my gosh my core's absolutely killing and it's because you have to work it it's quite easy for us to not work our core on the land we can do so many exercises and you just don't you just don't engage whereas on the paddleboard you really have to engage your core and um, I've seen patients with some really good delayed onset muscle soreness which is fun after <laughs> when you know you've worked hard yeah and obviously sup yoga is a bit of a thing you know my my view on it I've I haven't done it I should do it but my guess is is that like the squats you don't have any opportunity to cheat on that which you could do on on dry land because you'd basically be in would that be a fair assessment yeah absolutely so um uh, just bringing it back your first experience down at Mudderford Key was in the rain my first experience down at Mudderford was sup yoga and it was absolutely beautiful so I don't know if people might have tried superman exercise where on your, you're on all fours and you lift one arm forward and you extend one leg backwards opposite arm opposite leg now this is RT's core strengthening exercise it's about being able to engage your core whilst moving your limbs and also whilst breathing um, now on the paddleboard that is probably 50% harder than doing it on the land, but it really makes you work harder. It's a really, really brilliant way of, of working, working that little bit harder, really challenging your core, challenging your balance. But you're outdoors, you're having fun, you're on your paddleboard and you're getting those all those kind of psychological benefits, the benefits of nature. You're getting all that round up and, and in one little package. So it, it's great to do your kind of strengthening and physio and rehab um, on boards. I, I really can't recommend it enough. Of, of people being under time pressure, talk about multitasking because you get better results from, I guess, fewer exercises than you would get you know than you would get doing it on dry land or or in a gym plus with all the benefits of being out there in nature and in a social environment classically or historically people thought when people think of physiotherapy they think of all manipulation massage acupuncture ultrasound and as a profession we are moving away from that rapidly and that's because the evidence is telling us to you know we we, we follow um, national guidelines and, and we, we, we're hot on our kind of continual professional development and we're moving towards exercise prescription because it it is better it helps people recover from injury and helps people manage chronic pain massively um, but 
in that we are telling people, oh, you need to do exercises, you need to find time to do it, you might need to join a gym. But it is really difficult for people to engage in that because, as you said, there's there's not enough time perhaps to go to the gym. And perhaps as physiotherapists, we need to better educate people to the benefits of doing the exercises. There's issues surrounding kind of self-efficacy and self-esteem, kind of feeling that you can do what we're asking you to. And also boredom. Going to the gym is probably some people's worst nightmare, isn't it? Getting waiting half an hour for the squat machine to be free or actually just might feel incredibly daunting for people. So I think that's why stand-up paddleboarding really has a place here. You can do your exercise out on the water or just simply going on a paddleboard with friends is going to give you a lot of benefits that as physios we want. We're trying to engage people with exercise, get the, you know, get 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 people active, get people moving. Um, and if I can get anyone to join up to just paddleboarding, I know it's going to give them so many effects. Um, benefits so yeah absolutely um boarding is is brilliant and we've got we've got space for it just talk to me quickly about um long covid and the benefits of paddle boarding for that have you have you come across uh, have you had to get involved with people with that condition because it's incredibly challenging to manage isn't it yeah absolutely you mentioned earlier that portsmouth university were looking at paddleboarding post lockdown and obviously we we have got a population at the moment who have been less active and I think the research was there that people had been putting on weight because of that inactivity um so actually um you know there has the other effect is long COVID as you said um and it, it it's it's new isn't it you know we we don't have much research surrounding it but we do know that one of the one of the biggest symptoms of long COVID is fatigue. Um, and actually, the NHS has been managing chronic fatigue, so conditions such as ME. And actually, a lot of um, conditions have fatigue associated with that, lots of rheumatological conditions. And actually, the research in managing fatigue is is kind of exercise. Again, it's that kind of self-management, mindfulness, rest, rest and relaxation, and, and exercise. And, quite typically kind of group exercise but also finding something you enjoy if we just go back to that research I discussed earlier people reported after paddleboarding they had improved energy and less fatigue um so I think there's probably a place for paddleboarding in in terms of managing the symptoms of of long COVID well certainly the fatigue aspect of it but it's a bit of a beast that we're sort of trying to understand a lot better um but Again, you know, I really do think that perhaps paddleboarding does have a place there as well. Um, so, yeah, it would be interesting to see. Absolutely. And it can be flexible. It can be as challenging or not as, as you need and depending on your condition. Just just to sort of finish the, the head-to-toe benefits of stand-up paddleboarding, and you've already referred to this earlier, it's the, the feet. And uh, something that I think most paddleboarders get, certainly towards the early stages of, of their career, is is pain in the feet. And the reason for that is obviously because all of that effort that you're putting through with your paddle and the water, that the place where that power is transferred over to the board is your feet. And obviously, as you said, if people are kind of really coiled and and tight and gripping the board with their toes that's not going to help them there as well so just talk 
talk to us a little bit about the the feet and what people can do to eliminate or manage that sort of crampy type feeling? I mean, that is something I have seen is pain in the feet. And then uh, also there is a condition called plantar fasciopathy, which I mentioned briefly earlier, which is where the sort of the fascia at the bottom of the foot becomes uh, inflamed and angry. I've actually sort of released a short video on my Instagram, which takes you through some exercises that you can do. And I'll, I'll explain those now. I mean, uh, stretches. So you want to stretch out your feet. So that can be coming into a down dog in yoga. So you're lifting your hips up higher than pedaling your heels down towards the board and give your 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 gastroc and your soleus muscle a really nice stretch. Um, that, that's one stretch we can do. Um, strengthening of the ankle and the calf muscles is also actually really important. Where more and more moving towards strengthening is more important than stretching. So actually doing a heel raise, so standing on your board, lifting your heels up off the board. If you're, you know, you can put your paddle between your, um, hold your paddle on the board and use that for some stability. There's also just having a bit of a play around on the board as well. Um, paddling with your feet together, which is going to challenge your balance more because as we do get better at paddle boarding, we um our, our balance does improve and it you know at times it feels like god oh, feels like i'm stood on the ground i feel that stable mm-hmm. challenge yourself stand with your feet together or paddle at the nose of your board or the tail of your board to make yourself work harder make the board more unstable so so that can just be a fun way to challenge your balance and improve those stabilizing muscles so there are a couple of little things that you can do so sort of stretching strengthening and improving your balance really Absolutely. And as you said earlier on, that the fitness has improved your skills on the board and your board handling. That comes back to something that we talk about endlessly on this show, which is if you're not getting wetter, you're not getting better. If you're just having a really comfortable time on your board, that's absolutely fine. The key thing is that you're enjoying it and you're getting some level of physical and mental benefit from it. But there is, isn't necessarily any great benefit from not falling in and not challenging yourself i see new beginners posts saying you know fantastic i had a great time i didn't fall in once and that's brilliant that shows that people have got that intrinsic balance and maybe the conditions were were really good but using that approach for the rest of your paddle career just isn't really sustainable because it means that you don't push yourself so exactly what you said you know moving around the board is a, a really good thing. And whether or not it's using SUP fitness as the means to do that, so just doing your exercises, as you say, standing in different places in the board and just moving your feet around, or whether it's SUP polo or, or SUP surfing as a means of developing your skill, it's all about just developing your movement and really pushing yourself and not seeing falling in as being a bad thing, because actually it just shows that you're learning. Like to the basics, it's that self-rescue as well, isn't it? If you can fall in and you can get back on your board, you know that you can get back on your board. So if you're out touring with some friends or something and you do get into a bit of trouble and you come off, for example, you know that you can get back on. So it's as simple as that, isn't it? You know, falling falling off means you have to learn how to get back on your paddleboard, which is essential. Um, and I think, you know, you're right in terms of pushing yourself a little but also just remember we've just got to keep it fun and that's what gets people coming back to the sport and that's what keeps people active long term isn't it and actually I guess it is okay if people 
who just want to kind of stand in the middle of their board and and not push their actual kind of skills as long as they're happy and they're active and they're socializing that's great but yeah for me I love to push myself and challenge myself and see where I can take the sport um but yeah I think you know you're right we've got to people have got to do something that's fun and enjoyable and just jump around the board throw yourself in the water it's good fun I love it um and it makes people feel good and that's really what we're here for isn't it it's letting people live a long life that is happy and healthy and and I certainly think paddleboarding is something that can help people achieve that and the self-esteem aspects of it learning something new but also if you are of the inclination that you just want to go out and just um you know do some steady paddling whether you realize it or not every time you go out on the board the conditions are different so whether you realize you're pushing yourself or not you know you're still going out in different situations and you're adapting to that. So whichever way, paddleboarding certainly adds to self-esteem because whether you like it or not, you improve every time you're out on the water. Yeah. So Charlie, in terms of, we've talked about feet and sort of warming up, what general warm-up exercises would you recommend before people actually get out there on the water? Are there any sort of getting the best bang for the buck type um, exercises that you recommend? I mean, that is a very hard question. Um, it depends, I guess, uh, what, well, maybe what your problem is, um, whether you even have a problem, I guess. You know, if, if you've got perhaps a really stiff back, you know, you might want to do some spinal mobility, whether it be, you know, cat camel, where you're sort of arching and doming your back or, you know, hugging your knees to your chest just to loosen everything up. Something called a good morning is quite a good exercise. That's where you're uh, keeping your spine up straight and hinging your hips back. Um, that's going to allow you to um, sort of move towards a, a more advanced paddle stroke where we really reach forward, send your hips back, lean forward and pull back towards you. Um, so I think probably, to be fair, a good morning would be a really good exercise to help warm up get the hips moving, activating through your hamstring, your glutes, your your, your um, erector spinae muscles. Um, so that's probably a really good one, to be fair. Um, yeah, let's go with a good morning. Excellent. Good morning. Fantastic. I will start doing that. Um, traditionally, it used to start with pumping up an inflatable board, but I, I know a lot of people have gone for electric pumps now, but that was always my warm-up. But I don't think that was very good in terms of lengthening your spine. So Charlie, tell me a little bit about your business because obviously you're passionate stand-up paddle boarder about the the day job uh, and you do a huge amount of different services, different lessons and so on for people in the Dorset area and obviously it's a big holiday area so I guess that there's opportunities from that population as well. What particularly caught my eye was sup fit and cocktails. But just tell us a bit about that and and some of the other types of lessons that you offer. Yeah, so I do offer a little bit of a variety. Um, obviously, the idea stemmed from trying to get people active. And, you know, if people don't like going to the gym, let's get them doing something fun that they're going to enjoy. So that's sort of where the, the physiotherapy thing sort of came from, is using the benefits of paddleboarding. And combining that with their rehabilitation. So I offer one-to-one rehabilitation sessions. So if someone's maybe recovering from a specific injury or they've got a 
chronic pain problems such as chronic low back pain, they can come to me. Your first session is out on the water. We're not we're not doing um you know we're not in a room with a with a plinth. We're out on the water doing the thing that you love and learning how you can incorporate your paddleboarding and your rehabilitation and mush it together and uh, yeah kill two birds with one stone really. So I offer that so one to one rehab and then. I yeah for fun I offer stand up paddleboard fitness classes so that's a kind of fusion of functional strengthening so squatting um things like a bit of bit of pilates based work as well in there and a little bit of yoga infusion as well so kind of a bit of a mixed match of different exercises um over the course of an hour and I run this past year I actually ran a session in Wiltshire in uh, session in Wimborne in Dorset and then uh, the final session is this fitness and cocktail session and that's on this lovely swimming pool at Lulworth Cove overlooking the cove there um, so yeah that one is that one's just a real laugh to be honest that's a bring your mates along let's do something let's get fit let's have a laugh let's have a cocktail and it's definitely after the sessions so don't worry I'm not, not putting drunk people on paddle boards <laughs> That sounds brilliant. And you spoke about functional strengthening. That's something that comes from physiotherapy and, and a lot of using your own body weight. So I guess something that, that fits really well in for stand up paddling. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, um, every physio that you'll ever meet loves to squat. So <laughs> if you could do one thing on a paddleboard, I guess squat. Yeah, it, it's uh a lot of what we do in physio is, is rehabilitate people from injuries um, using strengthening. So lunges, squats, deadlifts, bridges, um, all those sorts of exercises which are going to help strengthen an area that is probably weak. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's really great. And um, and you also do the relaxation, the sort of zeny type stuff and, and sub skills as, as well. Do you, do you sort of concentrate on on the breathing aspects as well or 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 are you do you concentrate on musculoskeletal approaches no um I absolutely do incorporate some breath work in what we do as well um I've sort of I'm not a yoga instructor and I'm probably not the best person to talk about kind of all the breath work but I did do some additional training through my physiotherapy degree in into some clinical yoga and using that within my physio practice and actually it is really important to incorporate the breath and relaxation for for the mind really and that's really where I include that um so you know it's 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 really tapping into those psychological benefits of paddleboarding um and and incorporating the breath and the mind so you know making making what I do um, kind of all-encompassing and we sort of call it holistic within physiotherapy. So we we incorporate the mind and the body um, and we see the person as a whole and we don't have this sort of that person with back pain. It's actually my patient who has back pain but also has this going on in their life and wants to achieve this goal and it's actually uh, creating a, a person, not not a problem. Um, so yeah I do incorporate breath work a little bit um, and you know bring attention bring people's attention to their environment and the sounds around them so really help thinking about that mindfulness. So, so that's, that's fascinating and I think probably what we've concluded from this episode is SUP is a fantastic thing for, for mind and body. I don't think that would be any sort of a surprise to anyone who does this frequently but you offer some really good insights there in terms of 
additional benefits and also some warm up exercises and other hints as to how we can get more out of our time on the water. Um, Charlie, thanks so much for your time. And before I go, and before I ask you to to share where we can find out more about you, I just wanted to say a big thank you to you and your colleagues um, through the NHS and also health professionals everywhere who have done so much and continue to work so hard for the rest of us. So if you could just pass that on to all your colleagues, that would be fabulous. Where can we find out more about the SUP Physio? Well, thank you. That's actually really kind of you. Um, Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm just trying. I'm crying. <laughs> That's just really emotional. Um, no, thank you for that. That really means a lot. Um, yeah, so you can find me. I'm the SUP Physio. I'm on Instagram and um, I've, I've got a website. It's not brilliant. <laughs> um, so really, Instagram's the best place to find me. Um, and over the winter, I'm going to be releasing um, some short clips of kind of different um, conditions that you, you might be suffering with and how you can use the paddleboard and rehabilitation to kind of help you um, recover and kind of continue hopefully a lovely long experience and journey paddleboarding. Fabulous Charlie thanks so much and hopefully we might catch up on the water sometime. <laughs> yeah brilliant thank you for having me. Well, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed that chat with Charlie. And don't forget to check out the show notes for the links referred to in the episode. We're rapidly approaching the end of this season and if you subscribe to our newsletter, we can keep you up to date with our bonus episodes and our timelines for the next season coming next year. So check out our website to join us. SUPFM Podcast is produced to connect, inform and inspire our SUP tribe. And as a member of that tribe, I just wanted to thank you again for listening to the show. And it's a privilege to continue to share these stories with you, to chat to all my awesome guests and to share this love of our sport, which delivers us so many benefits. So until next week, I'll see you on the water.